<laughs> Live from the edge of the middle, near the center of a Tootsie Roll. It's a Monday Business Pants. Joined, as always, by no one. There's no one here. There's no one else. It's just me. I'm Conan the Librarian. And today is post-hangover edition called August 15th, 2022. Jamie Dimon tells us what matters and then nerds tell us what really matters. But before that, we're going to do, it's Monday, we're going to do a catch-up on the news first. So prepare yourselves because I am going to walk you down a list of stupid. All right, let's catch up. In failing up news, here's the headline. Adam Newman's real estate company gets backing from Andreessen Horowitz. Just to be clear, Adam Newman's new company is called Flow. It's unrelated to his other new company called Flow Carbon, which sells carbon NFTs. Both of those companies are funded by Andreessen Horowitz and appear to be lessons in how to fail spectacularly, but still get a rich white dude to give a different rich white dude a lot of money. So there you go. Good job, Adam Newman. Congratulations to you. You keep making it happen. In blowhard news over the weekend, hedge fund manager Dan Loeb buys a new stake in Disney and pushes for an ESPN spinoff. Now, Dan Loeb is an activist investor. If you don't know who he is, it doesn't matter. I can't decide if an activist investor looking for ESPN to spin off partially because of the gambling that they think could happen inside ESPN. Is this a woke or an anti-woke move? Either way, it's definitely a Bob Iger has left the building and no one likes this new bald version of Bob investment. That's definitely what it feels like. But Disney cannot catch a break between Ron DeSantis and now an activist investor. Can't catch a break. Oh, and then there was a little COVID somewhere in there too. In our speaking of stupid news, the SEC has approved a new investment product Advisors say proceed with caution. The SEC just approved what is called a single stock ETF. One stock where you actually buy a basket of derivatives related to just one company. This way you can lose money like way faster because I know everyone is sitting around being like, how can I lose my money faster? But effectively what you do is you'd buy a single stock ETF in Tesla, which would lever up your investment so that if Tesla makes a dollar, you make two. And if Tesla loses a dollar, you lose two. That sounds enticing. It's because it's not. But really, if we're being honest, ESG has always been the problem, right? It's ESG's a problem. Buying levered shares of Tesla, that's a good idea. All right, now we're on the same page. In other fun regulatory news, here's a headline. Delaware permits exculpation of officers. I'll say that in English because no one except for lawyers know what exculpation means. In Delaware, where most publicly traded companies are actually uh, based because of the favorable tax rules, even though they're not actually based there, they enacted a rule that took effect last week that said, quote, um, that that, okay, quote, permits corporations to eliminate or limit the personal liability of officers for claims of breach of their fiduciary duty or care. Basically, board of directors 
they can limit their liability for everything that they do that might be considered a breach of fiduciary duty. Because I know, and I know you're thinking this, everyone's been saying there's just way too much accountability at corporations. It's like way too much. So let's limit that. Let's move to climate news over the weekend. A poll broke fewer Americans worried how climate change affects them, poll suggested. I want to take a minute here to thank America because your stupidity does not disappoint. Apparently now fewer Americans, despite record heat waves, record droughts, record terribleness everywhere globally. Fewer Americans now think climate change is a big deal and think it doesn't affect them personally than uh, versus last year. Just let that just breathe that in. Just sit with that for a second. Oh, also this headline uh, about the new American, quote, heat belt. First Street Foundation developed a map uh, and found a new heat belt. It's the area around the southern American borders, and it kind of goes up into the middle of America, where 135 million people live, and the heat index of 125 degrees Fahrenheit or 51 degrees Celsius is expected to be basically normal by 2050. They're now calling it the heat belt. But don't worry, it doesn't affect you personally, everybody in America. And finally, I wanna wrap up the news with Jamie Dimon news. Because Jamie Dimon said some stuff and there's a lot of it. Last week, Jamie Dimon spoke to JPM's wealthy clients. That's basically what it said. It's their high net worth or super wealthy clients. And the talking points have been trickling out over the course of the week. Here are the gem quotes. I'm just going to read you some quotes because that's what you need right now. Quotes from Jamie Dimon. Here's a quote. Quote, we should focus on climate. The problem with that is because of high, high oil and gas prices, the world is turning back on their coal plants it is dirtier why can't we get it through our thick skulls that if you want to solve climate it's not against climate for america to boost more oil and gas yes i just ari in the background is shaking her head at that because jamie it sort of is against climate by definition I'm, if Adam, we, maybe we should call Adam Newman and have him make an NFT to explain it to Jamie because that's the problem. Here's another quote. Quote, management by Hollywood squares slows down honesty and decision making. This is about remote work, by the way. That disappears when you do it from home because at home you tend to say, okay, we'll pick this up tomorrow. People laugh when I say it. I never did this, but a lot of people at home on a call are texting each other, sometimes saying what a jerk that person is. And we say we want diversity. When you come to work, it is a rainbow room. But if you live in certain parts of our country and go eat, eat out there, it is all white. You're losing opportunities to meet other people. I think there are cumulative negatives. Jamie Dimon is saying that if you want diversity, you should come into work. And using a solid millennial and Gen Z reference in Hollywood Squares to make his point. Raise your hand if you know what Hollywood Squares is. I mean, I do. I remember that show. I'm pretty sure no one else does because it was crap. And finally, here's a fun quote um, just for the sake of it. 
Someone asked me, do you show gratitude to your direct reports? And the three direct reports burst out laughing. Like, really? Not a lot. But they do know. I trust them. I break my back for them and deeply love them. I gave them all a little pink box with biscuits in it to show some gratitude, and they appreciated it. Next week, I came in. I said, I gave you that box. You appreciated it. You know what occurred to me? Ted Lasso is giving the box to the boss. They don't give me that either. And there's the real reason he hates Zoom. On, on Zoom, no one gives him a pink biscuit box. That is our leader. That's our future That's our future leader. People want that guy to run for president. I think uh, reasonable choice. I'm going to wrap up a short show today with a nerd alert. Because there's no one else here to tell me that I'm an idiot about the things that I chose or to tell the nerds they're an idiot. So here's my nerd alert. Actually, this one requires little to no explanation. Here's the title. Employee satisfaction and long run stock returns 1984 to 2020. Here's the takeaway. I will bury the lead. Higher satisfaction by employees improved stock returns. That's it. There's no magic. There's no secret data sauce it's your employees like going to work your stock does better you don't have to take my word for it you can take Hamid Bustanafar and Young Day Kang who are the uh, academics who wrote this paper and they built it off a paper by Alex Edmonds from 2011 what they did was they equal weighted a portfolio of companies that treat their employees best they the best is using the uh, Fortune Magazine's top 100 companies to work for. It's that simple. And the excess return was 2 to 2.7%. That excess return is between 1984 and 2020. They didn't choose some tiny little time period. They chose nearly 30 full years. 40, 40 years. Because my math is good. This, they, they claim that, quote, the stock market still undervalues employee satisfaction. And this new paper uses factor models to eliminate other variables. So you're not looking at like some magical industry thing or some magical beta. No, they focused in on additive returns. And just in case you were wondering, no, Amazon is not on the list. Pea bottles are so 2021. Also, Facebook, not on the list. Apple, not on the list. There's no Boeing on the list. That's right. There are companies that people actually like working for. Like you can go home and you can tell your friends, I work for them. I'm really happy about it. That's a real thing. That's all I got. That's my nerd alert. That's an update from the week. If you like this, come back tomorrow. Ari's going to join me tomorrow. And then Damien will be back on Wednesday. I don't know where Damien is. Damien's off gallivanting somewhere. Apparently he has kids or he's doing something. There's college involved. I don't I don't know. Surgery maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. It doesn't matter. This is a company in which we don't communicate. But you can come back here and get our communications to you starting tomorrow again. Until then, I'm Matt Muscardi, Free Float Media, Business Pants. See you then.